Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to A Burkamp Wonderland. We are an Arsenal <laughs> podcast, and we got the ump. We have. That's why Danny is that big on the screen and that's why josh has a very stern look on his face because we're, we're not happy all right so i don't know what i don't know what we're oh we, we didn't name the podcast like we were supposed to josh that's disappointing but never mind we'll, we'll get what past we're that. supposed to call it um i think josh knows um it was in the group shall i find it uh we very were, rude. yeah we we were gonna call it and i quote uh, i think we should probably mention that this is the number 500 podcast as well Oh, is we, it? Oh, we've yeah, it blocked is. we've blocked other podcasts from being released. Yeah, we've since Arsenal have stopped playing football, we've never podcasted more. No, it's insane. It is insane. Danny, uh-huh. Danny would be rolling in his whatever feces. He now, yeah, probably. It's livid. I've lost the name of the podcast, Josh. I've, I think I've cleared the group, so you might have to dig through the archives to oh, find it. But save, save memory. Yeah. Yes. I, I, like I mean, it's it's no further than eight messages back. Uh, oh, number oh. 500 emergency podcast. Chris calls everyone a cunt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, go down well on YouTube. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, that, that exactly. instantly demonetized. So that's good. But uh, but no, that is kind of what is. That. <laughs> and now Twitter <laughs> isn't working. We can't stream to Twitter. Do you know? Do you know what made me chuckle earlier on? I was looking through. Um, I'm not going to name them because it would be unfair. But there's a lot of what I would call the highbrow podcasts that have, you know, had funky graphics and they're like emergency podcasts. We're going to, we're going to delve deep. We're going to, you know, analyze the, and then I was just quietly sat there in the background thinking, yeah, and we'll probably roll in about 10 o'clock, call everyone a cunt and fuck off. That's pretty much what we'll do. So so that is actually what we're going to do. So uh, apologize in advance. Um, This is going to be a a little bit of a short show. We're not going to go on forever. Uh, tonight because we've got lives and and stuff i know that's hard to believe but greetings to all of you in the chat i see all of you i see you i see you uh no introductions tonight because you can all see and you can all hear that josh and danny are here and obviously i'm here as well so we've called this emergency briefing uh to discuss the you know the thing that's on everybody's lips right now what happens when oxygen runs out and you're at the bottom of the... Oh, no, 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 that's something else. That's for another day. That's only no. for billionaires that are bored. Mm. Yeah. Don't get well, it's talking about Ooh. billionaires that are bored. Anyway, yeah. what's going on at <laughs> yeah. Chelsea? What a lovely segue. <laughs> what a lovely segue. Let's ride it all the way. Um, um, right. Well, let, let, we've got a few things to cover, but I guess the I guess the, de- the Declan Rice um, news is, is what we need to discuss first. So I feel like... I'm just going to launch into my thoughts and then I'll, I'll ping to you, Josh, and and then Danny can just nod because I'm sure that's what stuff in. <laughs> but my thoughts on this is uh, calm down. Like, honestly, I, I know Arsenal fans are, we are Arsenal fans, um, contrary to popular belief. I know a lot of Arsenal fans uh, love 
to be outraged. I know that they love the clicks. I know that, you know, it's it wouldn't be an Arsenal transfer without people losing their minds. But honestly, some of the stuff I've seen tweeted today is beyond moronic. So where we are right now, um, Josh will fill us in on the latest at the moment, but around about, I don't know, early part of this morning, um, the Orny Meister uh, tweeted that Manchester City were due to enter negotiations for Declan Rice um, and were likely to bid or put a first bid in. And everybody lost their shit or most people lost their shit. There was a few voices of calm out there, but not many. And um, yeah, simply put, I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty relaxed about the whole situation. Uh, we've had people running around Twitter saying, why don't we just pay West Ham 480 million? Like, you know, just honestly, just totally straight out. Oh, just pay whatever he wants, you know, which is uh, awful business off the bat. And then there's been other people who have been more disappointed about the fact that we now might not get the player. Then you've got other people who are saying we spend the entire, what, the last four, five, six months batting our, our eyelids at a player who now isn't going to join. Just relax, everybody. Just, just you know, go outside, touch some grass. Just relax. It's not as bad as it sounds. Josh, where do you stand on it? Are you are you panicking, or are you pretty zen about the whole thing? And, and what's the latest I, that you? Well, heard? let me get from. Let me open everything. The resource that everybody who knows anything about that is Twitter. Um, and yeah dodging around what's going on in the bottom of the ocean um, hmm. or um, question time. Uh, I think it's Di Marzo uh, has said that apparently the Mountain City bid that's coming in, West Ham, they're like, oh, like the look of this. Um, but it doesn't say if they're going to accept it, just they like the look of it. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to find what it actually said because i I read it out not two moments ago. Okay. Um, well, while, while you, you... It's like I could have been ready. I? And I, don't worry, Chris, I can fill a gap. Don't Being you, ready is overrated. You know exactly. I, I, I can fill a gap with another tweet if you want one while you're trying to find it. There's a, oh, there's yes. A Here we go. I've got it now. Go so Gianluca Diamazzo of at Dimazio, uh fame, founded as a Sky Sport international reporter, football transfer expert, based in Milano. Well, mm. don't we all know a transfer expert based in Milano? Mm. Um, so Declan, has- Declan hashtag Rice uh, getting closer to at Man City. Now that doesn't, I don't know, maybe he's flying home and that's where he's Over Manchester. Yeah. Over Manchester. Colon, confidence to reach final agreement with at West Ham. Dot Which is nothing at, to do with the player. At Sky Sport. Ah, mm. Look at that. Look at that. That is, whew, he's gone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Signed, That's sealed, it. delivered. Everything you've heard about Declan Rice only wanting to stay in London mm-hmm. and uh, play for Mikel Arteta's mighty Reds. We're up in smoke now. Out Doesn't the matter. Window. Doesn't Out the care. Um, yeah. Maybe I can counter that then, if I may, young Josh. Um, Go for it. Jacob Steinberg. Uh, who is quite a reputable journalist, as best I know, of The Guardian. Declan Rice remains keen on joining Arsenal, despite talk of bid from Manchester City, up to Arsenal to pay what West Ham want. Now, Danny, let's bring you in here, because the, the, 
I know. Sorry, <laughs> you're here. We might as well use you. Mm. The the um, press record. I thought my night was done. That's it. You're out. You you you're out of it. The the, the days of of yonder where you know you would read about David Platt or Dennis Bergkamp signing for Arsenal on CFAX. The good old days, as I like to call it. That those days are gone. It's just basic business sense, isn't it? That West Ham West Ham have to sell uh, Declan Rice, right? They've they've openly admitted that. Their chairman literally went on TalkSport with his pants around his ankle saying, please, somebody, for God's sake, sign the player. So they need the money, right? So if you're Arsenal, uh, or even if you're just Danny and you're buying a house, you're buying Josh's house, you don't just put the offer on the table of what Josh is asking, do you? You, you put a a reasonably acceptable offer, a close offer, and then you wait for the response, right? And then you go back and you negotiate. Um, I'll come on to Man City in a second, but tell me I'm wrong. That That's how business works, right? That's how Arsenal should be conducting themselves. A little bit of negotiation. Obviously, you have to get the stench of left-wing politics and veganism out of that flat before I move in. <laughs> <laughs> and let the tyres down on all of his bites because, quite frankly, the bloke is a menace and a wrong one. Um, Oh, I forgot what I was talking about now. I, I can't be Josh. <laughs> I'm not vegan. Salad munching scumbag. <laughs> yes. Uh, th- th- see, what you've got to do, when, when in the Ars- world of Arsenal, uh, Arsenal fans don't ever remember. They don't learn their lessons. Last summer, did anybody expect us to, to sign Zinchenko and Jesus? Because this is the Arsenal transfer policy. Hey, everybody, I'm holding my right hand in the air. I'm Paul Daniels. Now then, now then, look at this. Waving, no, waving this now then, now then, is someone very different. That's not Paul Daniels. Like not, this. not a lot. I'm, I'm holding Declan Rice <laughs> I think they both had that catchphrase, didn't they? <laughs> Oh, I'm holding Declan Rice in the air like a baby. I'm showing him around, but if my other hand, okay. I'm, 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 I'm working some magic over. If I could, I'm doing some magic over. But you can't see what my left hand is doing. I could be signing Zinchenko. Hey, look, shiny bauble. I could be signing Jesus. I could be signing Fabio Vieira. I'll move on from that one. Uh, I could be signing. Could be signing anybody. We did this last summer. He's at the barbecue. He's he's got his ribs. He's rubbing his ribs. He's he's got he's got the, the beers flowing. And that's what he does. He works his magic. So don't go throwing all your toys out of the pram just yet. Until he's signed for Man City, he isn't a Man City player. So calm mm. down. Chill your beans, as Ian Wright would say. But how much Literally. of this has got to do with Josh and I were having a conversation earlier on, um, and I described the the the, the wonderful social media um, guru, Fabrizio Romano. I, I've described, described him as the salt bay of football Twitter. Um, <laughs> he doesn't actually have any discernible talent, doesn't actually have any sort of, uh, you know, well, that's it, talent. He, he's become famous for basically taking other people's stories, putting his own picture on them, and basically saying exactly what another journalist has said. That's how he's made his money. Um, but because he's now a little celebrity, um, you know, I mean, I, I look at his tweets daily. I think I still follow him, actually, because I love to see I follow him. how funny it is that he reached. Like, did you see the one yesterday where he literally tweeted what David Ornstein said in a different way about three minutes after he after he tweeted it? It's shameless. So, is he even a real person? Has anyone ever actually seen him? Because that doesn't oh, yeah, look because, like an AI photo. Yeah, because <laughs> I tuned in just for a laugh on the last transfer window, and he was sat. He was. He had a. He had a live stream sponsored by Heineken, and it was the most pretentious thing you've ever seen. It's like him and a couple of his mates sat in designer clothes. He had like a rack of Armani stuff behind him and a fridge of Heineken. It was so cringe. But the the bigger point is, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't give a shit what I think about him. 
But um, but aside from that, as Josh made reference to there, a lot of these people on Twitter and a lot of these sort of agent types have affiliations to betting sites, to sports TV channels. Corruption. To, I know, who would have thought? And we'll not come on football. to City. Especially but, with them being Italian, they're not known for their corruption. No, <laughs> there's never been any scandals in, in Serie A <laughs> at all. No, no. But, very know, good mates with that Brentford striker. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've gone too far there. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll up for the latest odds. But, um, <laughs> yeah, if you, you know, I, and I'm, as I said, I'm not sitting here saying that some of their information is wrong. I'm not saying that. Some of their no. information is very clearly right, okay? But what we are saying is, and Josh, I'll come to you on this, you you have to take into consideration who you're reading do your due diligence, have a look at what influence they have on, on markets or on popular Twitter accounts, etc. And maybe just take a step back and just think about the fact that it doesn't matter what Fabrizio Salt Bay or anybody else says. If, if the player wants to go to a club or a certain club or a player wants a certain contract or whatever, that is going to dictate whether a deal gets done, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely right. I think the big thing that really annoys, um, oh, I've got to get it right now because I can't name the accidental dead owner of West Ham, <laughs> David Sullivan. Yeah, the other is one, the one that went on Talk Sport, yeah. not the yeah. other one. Um, oh, he's a lovely player, he's a geezer. I want at least a billion pound. Yeah, the, that was it basically. <laughs> is since Declan Rice probably Didn't said, you say to him, all, all the market will decide, yes, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he said. And I think yeah. it's the, um, yeah, since probably April, maybe even earlier, um, maybe even January, when it, Declan probably said, you know what, mate, I've, I want to leave in the summer. Since then, it has been an absolute bum fight in their boardroom to go, shit, we need to drum up some interest because he's got one year left on his deal and we need to hype him up. We need to create a bidding war and really push that English premium. And unfortunately, Declan Rice has put a bit of a spanner in the works by going, you know what, Dave? I just want to go to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They're in London. I like what Arteta's doing. They're in the Champions League. I like Bakayo Sacco, who doesn't love him. So they're now sitting there going, oh, bloody hell. Well, Arsenal know this because Declan said, oh, I want to go there but we need to get some more interest in there because Arsenal are going to come in. And as you say, if you're the only person interested in the house, you're going to bid below asking. If you know mm. the only person in the queue and the, the house, the house probably doesn't work in this things because houses aren't sentient. But um, if the house wants to be lived in by you, um, and doesn't want to be lived in by anyone else, you're kind of a little bit screwed as the seller for what you can do with that market. Um, so you can tell why they've been pushing out every single one of our failed bids and broadcasting it to go, mm. hey, Arsenal are going to get this player that you might want to maybe cover for John Stones or whatever Pep wants to do with his midfield next season. Uh, but that's certainly where I see Declan Rice fitting into their squad would be mm. next to Rodri Stones goes back and Akanji sits on the bench and enjoys a lovely life picking up oil money and um, 
winning countless trophies that mean nothing when 115 yeah. charges come to roost. Um, so for me, I could just, it's all a game, isn't it? It's all negotiations yeah. and we're in the public and you can see that Arsenal will not, or Edu, when people go, we missed out on our first choice in certain problems. Who here would look back and say, actually, you know what? We should have spent 120 million on Modric as Shakhtar wanted mm. to outbid then Chelsea, who put 100 million in, rather than getting Leandro Trossard as our second option. Because that's what happened. And I think we yeah. could all say, having watched Modric now, yeah, probably take Trossard for five times less than what um, Modric ended up going for. So I think that's the big thing at the moment is we clearly it feels like there's a bit of a distraction with what's going on with Kai Havertz as well mm -hmm. I think that's another thing that is probably frustrating people who don't know what's going on behind the scenes yeah because um, I imagine you can probably sort out these two deals at the same time it just so happens when the information gets passed out because again as you mentioned a journalist is not going to splurge all his load or their load sorry on two stories back to back on Arsenal, mm. it's going to space space them out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we all we all saw Collins delete that tweet earlier when he said Kai Havertz is having his medical on a boat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all saw it. We see you, Simon. Did you see Tom's cheeky tweet after it? No, he's Tom. Me. Tom can oh, yeah. Tom can <laughs> put one. Oh, I do love that edit button. My edit button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, people got to remember yeah. that if Man City want um Declan Rice, they're not gonna go oh, Arsenal bid a hundred, let's bid a hundred and five. Mm. Or Arsenal hundred ten or hundred and fifteen. They're gonna go here yeah, hundred and forty million. And we're gonna it, it, they, they It's not even about around. West Ham aren't even bothered about the total value. No. What they want is we want a load of fucking cash up front. Yeah. So we can go and buy Matteo Grandizzi. <laughs> we want fifty mil straight away. We can go out mm -hmm. and splurge it, wash it, yeah. do whatever we want with it. Mm -hmm. um, we probably still need to buy David um, Gold Share out from him. Mm. Unfortunately, they probably need some cash to do something. Um, so yeah, that's the main thing. Is Arsenal gone? Yeah, we'll meet your asking price mm. of a hundred million, but we want to pay it in a way that allows us to continue to do our other business. Yeah. And it's looking at it as the whole picture. So, yeah, however much we can put up front, it's going to dictate the rest of the business we need to be able to do in the rest of the summer. And, we, you know, we can all see, we've all got a list, a wish list of probably three or four players we want to pick up in this window. Mm. We need to structure all the deals correctly to make sure we can actually financially get them. <laughs> Is the issue then, um, there's a couple of things that come out of that conversation. So Danny's point about Man City, I, I tweeted this earlier on as well, and I stand by it. Um, the, the bottom line that people seem to be forgetting is that Arsenal have to negotiate transfers. Manchester City don't. They don't have to do any negotiation at all. They can waltz in there, flop their cock on the desk and go, here's my big cock. Suck it. That that's how Man City do their, their their work. Literally, that's how they do it. Pep goes in and just windy millers around the office. It's great. He's like, my, my, my cock is so so big. Um, but massive fraud. But Man City's that is Man City's negotiation tactic. It's don't listen to them, don't listen to anybody else. How much do you want? Wallop. There's our wallet. That's it. That's what they do. They don't negotiate anything. 
Um, and all this crap about, oh, yeah, but they're financially, they're sensible and they're bollocks. They don't care. They just spend what they need to spend. And like Danny's saying, they can pay up front. They can give West Ham a large amount of money. So there's two two sides to this. Which side is which side ultimately do we believe? Because like you were saying, Josh, the player has intimated that not publicly, but privately, and like you said about the friendship with Saka and that, it's pretty clear that he he had his heart set on a move to Arsenal. Um, I still think he probably does. But on the flip side of that, is there an argument that if he is offered ridiculous money and maybe promises from Man City that he'd get in that team, does that change his way of thinking? And the other way of looking at it is maybe, and this is the only side of the outrage, I, I still can't have the outrage that some people have got. I just, I don't get it. Like, again, go outside. It's summertime, people. It's a lovely world out there. Enjoy it. Don't get, don't get held up on stuff you can't control. But is there an argument that to say that Arsenal have maybe flashed their knickers a bit early here? Because we've been talking about Rice since January. It's not it's an open secret that we've been trying to negotiate with this player. It's it's an open secret that we're that we're you know that he is our number one target. So is the worry, I'll ask you first, Josh, is the worry that we don't have a backup plan because he's clearly the one we want and we're already losing Caicedo to Chelsea. Is that the concern? Oh, sorry, sorry, it, it, I didn't realise that was a done transfer. Oh, I mean, already off to Chelsea. I didn't, yeah. didn't didn't know that was occurring. No, it's not, I, not I official yet. Ch- Chelsea can't <laughs> sign players, can they? They've got to sell players. They can't afford well, to do anything. But yes, yeah, sorry, they, they, they can. Um, once Saudi Arabia has bought their entire squad. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. but I think that's also another one of do do Brighton want to deal with Chelsea again after <laughs> well, last season? Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not. Um, and I always think we probably left something on the table. That's, again, another player who would like to come to Arsenal rather mm. than go elsewhere, especially when you look at what the options are for um, a bit of football. Um, yeah, it's, what, 38 games next season for Chelsea. That's it, right? 40? Because they get knocked out of the Cups pretty quick. Mm. Um, but I don't... I think we definitely have a plan B and we have a plan C because we've seen it before when we have in some cases, missed our number one target. But I could equally say Martin Odegaard last summer. Mm-hmm. Done. Straight in. That was our number one target. Got it done. No one else uh, even got a sniff that we'd be doing. Got it. a sniff. Yep. 25 million we got in for, didn't we? Dirty nickers yeah. on the line. No one knew a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd probably go, Jesus, you might want to argue with me Vlajevic in the January and he's then the backup. But I mm-hmm. mean, in the summer, we said we needed a striker and we got Jesus. We needed a left back. We got Zinchenko. There was no backup of that. We weren't in for Kukurea, for example, who was the other left back on the market at mm-hmm. that time. Um, so yeah, I think there is obviously a backup there. I do like the look of what Declan Rice could bring to the side. I think we're all convinced of what he could bring. Um, in the same time, I think you can't um, you can't get too annoyed if we bring in Declan Rice that Thomas Partey is probably going to leave at the same time. Mm. He is a replacement for Thomas Partey, I think. So I think that the plan B could be Thomas Partey and we get somebody else of a different still a robust midfielder that's there to break up play, but we miss mix some things up. It's Lavia, um, isn't it? Realistically. Yeah. It's, it's Lavia looks play. like it's 
it's that kind of player. It's Lavia or it's Caicedo. And we mm. know they are in vastly different spectrums of money. Um, yeah. It is that kind of Trossard versus uh, Mudrich kind of thing. And if we get the deal right, structured with Rice, it could allow us actually to go and do potentially Caicedo. And mm. um, so there is the kind of, yeah, oh, they've got loads of, we've got quite, quite unlimited funds, which is, I think is not a case. It doesn't matter that we've got someone who is a billionaire. They're not bankrolling us. We are still a self-sufficient club. Mm. And yeah, we could get annoyed by that, that we don't have a sugar daddy. But I think a lot, a lot of the fan base actually probably do prefer it, that we are that self-sustaining model. Um, mm. because when probably never, but there's always that little glimmer of hope that when the corruption is swept away from football, Arsenal <laughs> will then be left probably with Man United, um, because they're just a commercial powerhouse, um, being able just to sweep up everything. Um, mm. but yeah, there is, I think a little frustration that we don't get to see a shiny Declan Rice, um, as soon as we'd like to see him. But, I mean, that's what we've always been. We've always kept things fairly quiet. Mm. And you have to notice that a lot of the noise doesn't come out from the usual suspects who we know are reliable on Arsenal. And that's when you point to Jacob Seinberg. I know he is very, very, very reliable on West Ham. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I'd be keeping my eye at the moment. It's just on what his tweets are. And then the same... um, same call, Ornstein. Again, go back to what you know. There's so much noise around Declan Rice at the moment. There's there's no point looking that way. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's really any other smart alternative that is going elsewhere to what Declan Rice does mm. for what we need him to do. I don't see any defensive midfielder of his stature moving around anywhere else and going, oh, we've missed out. Like Tenali, not the same player. And it's being yeah. it's overpaid for that. Barea, yeah. he's a number ten. He's not a number six, despite what Sky Sports think he is. Is that Nico um, Barella? Yeah, Nico Barella. Yeah, yeah. and an eight out of push, but yeah, he's definitely yeah. not six. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely not the player we need. Um, yeah, if we wanted to go out and try and get it done and get another similar player, you're going up to Newcastle and trying to get Bruno out of there. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. only. That's the plan B I could see. We missed the boat on him, didn't we? <laughs> Been there, well, we, didn't want a, we didn't want a quadruple his salary, did we? Like no. uh, someone, which, someone, which would. in hindsight, when you look at it, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't see the player that Newcastle have got now at Leon. I saw, I saw the potential yeah. of that player, but I didn't, I didn't see. I thought his trajectory would be more like Paquetta's has been at West Ham, you know, sort of a yeah. couple of seasons, and then maybe he goes to a middle range club. But yeah, to be fair, Gamarish has, has come on leaps and bounds. What, what would you say, Daniel? Ask you. What, what, there, there seems to be. We'll, we'll come on to, um, and also um, just before I go on, uh, that's just reminded me. Crimson Pirate said, "I've got a poor view." Elaborate, Crimson. We'll, we'll have a debate if if you if there's something. It's because you're so short. I can't see above the desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, elaborate, please. It's not we're not calling you out, but yeah, feel free to to chat amongst yourselves, and we'll pick some bits and bobs out. But um, 
Yeah, is there an argument, Danny, that we'll, we'll come on to Havertz in a minute because he's divided the fans' opinion as well, but is there actually an argument that some Arsenal fans, <laughs> in classic Arsenal fan way, are now going, well, fuck Rice. <laughs> if he doesn't want us, then fuck him. The, the classic kind of, well, we can't have our shiny new toy. We never wanted him anyway, like everybody did with Mudrick. Um, I wanted Mudrick, absolutely, 100%. He hasn't had a good start at Chelsea, but make no mistake, there's a player in there. Um, I, I was very keen on him. I've come around to the idea of Rice when, when it was first talked about and they were talking about 120 million. I was like, what? I haven't seen it. I then started to watch him a bit more and, and I, I have definitely seen the the player that could be. And I think the English tax is a big thing here. I think it's pretty clear that Mikel wants to to have another English presence in the squad. But what would you say to that argument of, of you know, if, if the player himself doesn't, choose us and he does go for the the oily money um is there an argument to say well do did we really you know is he the be all end all like should we be turning our attention elsewhere now well we do have a plan b and stan has let the plan b out of the out of the box jacca is unpacking his suitcase as we speak says <laughs> <"I'll probably understand." laughs> the poor bastard which like, is, which well, is plan b. the door <laughs> <laughs> and I'd rather keep Xhaka than Party, and I know, hopefully Party will be off to to um, Juventus. But I think um, Rice is a very intelligent bloke. You can see by the way he plays and the way he talks, and he has had a, a monumental last two months, mm. winning the first trophy as captain of West Ham, having a quite a decent game against a decent team, and then going on and now playing for England. And the other night, England winning what was it seven nil, and he was pretty good. He's now a permanent fixture in the England central midfield. And that those two things combined uh, has made the sport-washing um, country go, oh, well, we want to associate ourselves, associate ourselves with winner and winners and things that win. Well, maybe we'll go and get him and uh, he'll come to our club and he'll be the shiny new toy and he can sit on the bench that has got the name, um, what's his name, uh, the one they got from Leeds. Calvin Phillips, yeah. who yeah, probably will go the other way. Yeah, you can sit there. Where you see where it says the sign saying uh, Phillips and it crossed out with rice written underneath it. <laughs> there you go. You go and sit there for a season while we parade you around as a shiny new signing. Mm. Uh, if he if he goes there, then he's an idiot because he may well get more money, but he ain't getting any more time. There again, there was uh, tweets today saying that Bernardo Silva had a bucket and spade in his beach ball and his Crocs and he was off to go play in the sand. So if he got, does go, then they are going to need a, a defensive midfielder who can pull strings and do stuff and do a little bit of magic in midfield. I'm not overly worried. If we don't get him, we'll get somebody else. I, mean, I don't think we're quite at the Brighton level of going, don't worry, we've got this bloke we found him for a fiver working in the chip shop in Istanbul. <laughs> we, we ain't going to that level yet, but I'm not, I'm not worried. Like Paul said in the chat, we could always get Annika Rice. I'd be up for that. Mm-hmm. She's back great stuff on BBC. Are we allowed to say that? We're probably not. Probably get cancelled for saying that these days. I, I uh, talked over you, so you got away with it. What did you say? I said she had a great. <laughs> I said she had a great bum in the eighties. I mean, so she's probably I. still got a great bum now. She was always in good shape, but you know, uh, God bless you, Annika. Anyway, are you worried? Anyway, if he no, does I, go, what I, what is going to be our backup plan, Caicedo? Well, that's a different type of player, isn't it? I don't. I don't. I don't know about like. I don't know about the backup plan, but I'm not worried because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Part of it is because I'm I'm 40 years old and I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> I've got, I've just got to nail my colours to the to the match right get now. To 52. I'm you're lucky I'm out of bed. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not 
I love Arsenal. I do. I, I you know I grew up with the club in my in my heart. They they will always be my club. I love them to death, and, and I'll support them to the day I die. But there is more to life. Like I'm I'm not losing my mind over a, a Willy won't he transfer. I think I think Rice would tick a lot of boxes. I don't really. I, I sat there and thought to myself last night when they sold Gundogan. I thought, oh, does that mean that they now might get involved with Rice? But when I really sat there and thought about it, Gundogan's a completely different player to Rice, as is mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva. If they had got rid of Rodri, completely different situation. Then it's a natural fit. But I actually don't really, to me, I think it was Steph that put in the chat earlier on when he said that Man City's interest in Rice just shows you just how shit scared they are of Arsenal. This is a power play move. This is not a Pep is going to improve the squad. Of course, he'll come out and say that. Of course, if if they do sign him, they'll say, oh, yeah, he was always a number one target. This is a power play. This is Man City flexing their oily arms and saying, oh, you want that player, do you? How about we sign him just to fuck with you? Does this, does this give you flashbacks of 2011-ish when they got Nasri, yeah, Nasri and they got Clichy, Clichy and, and they got Adebayor. Adebayor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Colo. Colo. It, it, does, it does reek of a power play because, you know, the only other club I could have seen Rice being interested in joining, ironically, is Chelsea because he was in their USAP, wasn't he? And I always <laughs> thought that's where he would end up. Me too. And, and clearly that's not happening. Um, Man United would were credited with a, an interest, but I, I don't think anyone really wants to go there anymore. Why I mean, they? did you see what their offer was, Chris? I might have to inform you on it. It was a um, it was forty million pounds and the offer of Harry, Harry Maguire McGuire. and um, Mason Green Dialo. Oh, no. no, Dialo. <laughs> right, great. So, uh, so it was a bit of forty five million pounds. Uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah. Uh, if anything, that's uh, that decreased the value by throwing those players in. I, I just to answer your question, Danny, I'm, yeah. I'm chill with it. Like you know, to me, I don't know Declan Rice personally. Um, I'm sure he speaks very highly of me. I've heard he's a big fan, but you know, if 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 his heart is genuinely set on joining Arsenal, he will join Arsenal. That's it. it you know, and don't get me wrong, we have to offer him the right money. But again. Let's look at the facts. Personal terms have been agreed with the player for months. He's agreed the wage we've offered. He's agreed the contract we've offered. There is no issue with the player. The only issue here is that West Ham have got a sniff of the, of the you know, of the maid's apron and now they're horny as fuck and they're looking for as much as they possibly can get. They don't have anything else to sell worth that anywhere exactly, near, exactly. even half that money. Other than he's, he's, their, he's, their, he's their star boy. Yeah, of course they're exactly. going to try and milk it. And 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 I would not be surprised at all if they are using Man City as a you know as a bit of a milking tool. Yeah. That said, Man City clearly are going to bid. You know there clearly is an interest there. But to me, it it's not. It doesn't improve Man City. Well, it does improve Man City squad, of course it does. But it doesn't improve Man City's starting eleven. Whereas it does improve Arsenal starting eleven. And and the very fact that we're willing to let what were our two crucial central midfielders go tells you that we were you know that we were basically building the the midfield around rice and that was the key thing and i say we'll we'll come on to have it shortly yeah well that's what i'd say in terms mm. of if i was scared of chelsea going in sorry not chelsea scared of man city going in for any other player that we were interested in it's that direct replacement for bernardo silva they've Mm. already sorted out the replacement to gundogan i think everybody's seen kovacic yeah, he'll come in. That's their. Imagine if we designed coverages to be going. Why are you signing it as Chelsea players? Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Um, but again, I think as we said, um, it's an opportunistic signing um, mm. to get Kai Havertz. 
and Xhaka wants to leave. If you know, Man City started to say, oh, we want Kai Havertz, then I'd be more worried because mm. then I know they're actually looking to strengthen and that was the player they want. Mm. When they start looking at another 10, then I'll be more worried because that's when they might start looking at what they can do with our Norwegian captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, I think some people in the chat as well, there are some good other options mm. around. Um, Paulina, I do think it's a good option and there is a great reason why Fulham put two fingers up yeah. at Man City. Uh, yeah, um, he's also 29. You can see we're clearly yeah. getting a profile of player that we want. Mm. Uh, and the English element as well, isn't it? So I think English element quite for a bit of, keen on that. Yeah, a bit of homegrown saves mm-hmm. us having to think about getting another um, player in from then. But I don't really see much worry at this point. And mm. I would say, would Rice have come if we didn't get Champions League football? Oh, I think would, yeah, I think he'd question it. I mm. think he'd probably question. At least it would be harder for us to actually mm. get a deal done for the money, the money for um, getting into Champions League versus Europa League. Mm. That's what's going to help us. But surely, uh, if surely if you are a London boy like Rice is, and you know you get an offer from Arsenal and, and Arteta and Edu have clearly been have clearly been. Uh, you know, contact or in contact with him, even though they're technically not supposed to. They've clearly been talking for months. Saka would have been in his ear as well. You know, he wouldn't have to move house. He can stay exactly where he is. It, it does tick a lot of boxes, and and ultimately, the the player's wish will will come to fruition. If that if that if his wish is to go, you know, it, it depends what the bid is, doesn't it? If Man, it's like Danny said, if Man City come in and offer 140 million quid, and we're offering 100, he's only going to go to one place. Because West Ham want that that money. That's just fact. Like it, it, it comes down to. It doesn't come down to what the player wants at that point. It comes down to the club are just going to shift whoever they can to to get that sort of money in. But if it comes down to Man City match our offer, um, which they won't, they'll try and gazump it. But yeah, if the player says he wants to go to Arsenal, there is there there is still an element that that a player gets to say in this. It's just about, and you would imagine as well if Rice is really that keen on joining us. There's no way he won't have been in been in touch with someone at Arsenal to say, look, you know, here's the situation. I do want to join you, but my club are pushing for this, that or the other. Just like West Ham will be in Rice's ear saying, look, you really want to join Arsenal. You better get on the phone, mate, because we want more money or whatever it is. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing about all of this is that when you get, in, you get into a bidding war with Man City, there's only one winner. Because yeah. there is no, because there is no war, there is no bid. It's just they'll out, they'll out spend you. Um, no, you can see the situation, can't you? It'd be Vinay and Eddie will turn up at West Ham, and uh, David Sullivan will be in there. And they open the door, and he's sitting there. He's on the phone, going, "Yeah, yeah, West Ham, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, Man City. Yeah, how much, how much are you going to give us for Rice? One hundred and fifty million, you say?" And then he says, "You two sit down. Help yourself to a fondant fancy, fancy because he's being posh." Yeah, 150 million. Well, Arsenal have offered, and then the phone starts ringing, and he goes, "Um, oh, uh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> he's a bald. It does that. Yeah, I'll sell you some sexy underwear if you want some. <laughs> what about <I> watch? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, got, yeah. I've got twenty of them in my, in my coat. Here, have a look. Oh, another flashing coat. Sorry, they all say the same. They all say the same time. But yeah, I mean. Uh, like I say, whatever will be, will be. I, I think the only thing, maybe we'll draw a line under Rice and move on to others, but the only thing I would say about this situation is if 
And like Josh was exactly right in saying, it is an if. There's no confirmed, you know, Man City, Man City have, might be bidding, but there's nothing confirmed yet. Nothing's happened. Um, if they do get Rice and he chooses to go there, we do need to have a backup. We do, uh, you know, um, and e even if Partey and Jack have both stayed in a massive U-turn, we still needed a central midfielder regardless. That, you know, that's an aging midfield. Um, and if they want to play the way they want to play in the future, we are going to need to sign someone. So, you know, I just hope that the profile of player or whoever we're looking at, there is a background to who we're going to go for next. Um, let's do just a short bit on Havertz because that that seems to be the deal that is the closest one to being completed. Um, I spoke to our, our our good friend Simon last night in in the the chat. Um, was he I speak and spell when you was talking to him. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on a boat. Um, the information that that I got from the, as he will continue to remain, unknown French source, <clears throat> WhatsApp, um, <laughs> the chap I've spoken to who's very close to L'Equipe um, said that the, the medical's done. So now that's... I, I genuinely can't say because he's getting in a lot oh. of trouble. For us? Uh, for for us? Yeah, it's done on a boat. Yeah. Simon yeah, said it's, it's done on a boat. It was done on a boat. <laughs> the the medical was was done in the last twenty four hours, and everything is going according to plan. So, let's say that deal gets done. Um, I nailed my colours to the mass in the last podcast. Um, I like him. I think he. I think I genuinely think this could be one of those signings that we look back on in noisy bike this could be one of those thanks guy uh, but i genuinely think this could be a signing that that really i, I think he we could be the making of him and so and this is the people... player you can't mention oh no no the, the, the person the i can't mention is the person who gave me the oh, information what's the I player then i have it oh, okay um, right. i thought you'd change subjects about me listening oh, no, to no. motorbike put me off no, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, I have it. Um, I just think there's so much up uptick in this. 24 years of age, you know, German international has had a bit of a, a shit time. He's got the perfect manager in Arteta to put his arm around him. He works hard. He's good off the ball. He's creative. He will get you goals, I think, in the right team and the right setup. And what kind of excites me is I think we will change our system slightly to incorporate him. I don't think you spend. Did 60... you see the TIFO thing? I did, I did, and I like the idea of Very potentially nice. a four-three-three or a three-back. Um, Works. It does, and and we'll speak about Timber in a second. But that opens up another option of the inverted right back to match the inverted left back. But I I think Kai is a really good, really good signing. If if and what I say, I don't want to jinx it because he hasn't. You know, the dotted line has not been ticked yet, but it seems like it's going to happen. Um, are you are you on board, Josh? I mean, I, I genuinely don't know why I... some people are not sure about it i just don't i don't get it i think as i said it's an opportunistic signing and it mm. needs to be done by the end of the month yeah. that's chelsea's deadline not our deadline man City, to put it on the flip side west ham's deadline for selling rice is the end of the transfer window that's mm. it that yeah. is right to the end beginning of the season they can just sit on until that number gets so high that they then go oh shit people can start walking away because we'll have to start looking at other options when they become mm. too much of a bunch of arseholes. But I think that's with the, yeah, Havertz, if we get the player that we think he is, then great. It's a wonderful piece of business and it's two fingers up at Chelsea. 
there mm-hmm. is still that worry of what happens if that um, raw talent that you saw in the Bundesliga did just trans did just become that player that we now see for Chelsea, who now plays a striker rather than in his best position. Mm. Um, I guess a similar thing can be also said at Jadon Sancho. I don't think anybody is going in for him now to try and quote unquote rescue him um, mm. from what's happened, where he now gets played in the wrong position uh, for Man City in a system that doesn't, uh, Man United in a system that doesn't suit him. There is still that question mark I think we all have over the Bundesliga. Um, so I think there's definitely, yeah, Danny's just put the stats up on the screen for it and they're not huge numbers. But if I said and look at Granite Xhaka and look at the figures we got from him, mm. I think that's where, um, uh, yeah, I think that's where we look at it and go, right, that's where we should have an uptick in performance that I think if you put Xhaka in that position for Chelsea, he might put up similar numbers as well. Mm. Um, He's managed by Frank Lampard, for fuck's sake. I I mean, mean, yeah, you look at it, there's Thomas Tuchel managed him. um, And loved loved him. Loved Absolutely loved him. Played him at striker purely because of the fact they didn't have a striker. I think that's the other thing to remember. They had a Bamiyan. (laughs) They had, well, they had a Bamiyan for a bit. They had Graham Potter, also another manager. If you're looking at last season... And you're going, oh, look at Havertz and his XG. I mean, look at any uh, Brighton player pre and post Potter and look at their XGs from there. I mean, mm. I'm just going to say Solly March. That's enough for you to say. <laughs> Kid can score at all under mm. Graham Potter, but would have a wonderful XG. And now he's just scoring goals for fun. He's got that confidence. And I think that's, again, Havertz looks like he's missing out on a bit of confidence it's mm. good when he had his mate Timo Werner with him. They could at least link up. Um, had a bit of an understanding, but yeah, good good I mates think. with Jorginho as well, isn't he? Very good friends with him, so that that yeah potentially. Be I think a... what would really make it feel um, a lot better about the Havertz deal coming in is seeing an upgrade in mobility behind him, and that's mm. that's Thomas Partey. Yeah, um, Jorginho both being upgraded, um, which it looks like is the deals we're trying to get done as well in the rest mm. of the summer. Because I think we've seen Thomas Partey, yeah, great. He was great for most of the season. When it mattered most, his form just fell off a cliff, and we mm. were lucky to have Jorginho. We'll put it that way, lucky, because he got us out of a hole in a few games there. And can we just? Um, just before you go on, can we also just say, because every podcast I've listened to is is skating over this fact, I'm not afraid to say it, there's probably a bit more to this move, isn't there? Let's be perfectly honest. Thomas Partey, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bit going on there, isn't there? And if, if certain there things is a, are, are there's a uh, bit yeah, allegedly... A, um, the judicial system in Italy is a little more lax. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one well. way of putting it. I yeah, there's I can't say something about Saudi Arabia. Um, no, that's not. Yeah, as like, far as he, 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 he doesn't go there, he's found not guilty no matter what he is. Allegedly, hasn't the, done. The bottom line I, is, yes. if a charge is levied, it would be a lot better for us if he wasn't on our books when that occurred than if I he think, was. Let's be honest. Irrespective, there's enough dirty laundry there that you don't want it necessarily associated. Um, irrespective, you don't want that rumor going mm. around. Um, yeah. So. And there are clubs and there are players that have had similar 
charges or not similar charges, similar accusations mm. been moved between clubs where clubs have suppressed those accusations coming out in mm. order to fulfill the move and then gone, oh, it's too late now, he's left the country. Mm-hmm. And then they've come um, and signed for another Premier League side. Mm. That's happened. I yeah. Just ask Quincy Promise about that. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> he's, he's had a lovely old time since he's gone to Russia, hasn't he? Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. <laughs> it's probably all he right. Picked, probably all right picked, over there. He picked that move very well, didn't he? he did. There's no extradition laws from uh, <laughs> Russia, so he can't leave. So Good it's job, fine. Really. But looking at Rice... When you look at this, you go, oh, well, he's, he's only seen his last season in uh, Habits for Leverkusen, 12 mm. goals and six assists. He was 21 years old at that point. The season and that, before, and that he team was, was built around him at 21 as well. That hey? team was built, that Leverkusen team was built around him. Him and um, who was the striker they had at that point? Mm, I can't think of the striker was. But that, that team. Schick. I think, was it Schick or was it before Schick? Volant? Was it before Schick? Anyway, but that yeah, he was the creative fulcrum of that team. Like and you he said, was captain you know, in the last, second half of that season when they moved yeah. him from the wing to playing him up front, and then he, he played a couple of games up front, scored four goals in two games. And and, and Arteta is not spending fifty quid on him. This is a huge chunk of our budget. This is to me. This is very clearly. I think it was Matt Volland. Yeah, I think it was Kevin Volland. Um, good shout. I said Volland. Uh, oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah. That's better. Only because I was looking at transfer market, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, this this to me of all of the deals that we're looking at or are close to being done, I think um, this is a this is a Mikel Arteta signing. This isn't an Edu, um, you know, a talent scouting ID situation. This is a Mikel's gone. Do you know what we could get habits? Let's go. I have a I have a feeling that actually they all looked at it because I think everybody Mm. in world football who was sensible knew that yeah. Chelsea were running themselves into a problem. And you mm. can see what's going on. That yeah. Top Oli had to fly out to Saudi Arabia and convince half of them to pick up all of his players to build mm-hmm. what you know a league that looks to be an interesting proposition. Should you put it the that word way? The you're, word you're looking for is joke. Uh, I'm not yeah, standing, I guess. Standing by that. Yeah, I guess it's one of those that if anyone was trying to rival the Premier League, you're going to have to do something pretty distasteful with the amount of money you're going to throw at it in order mm. to get it close to compete with arguably the quote-unquote, to quote Gary Neville, the greatest league in the world. And Jamie mm. Carragher as well also coming out. And well, I don't think we have time. We said we we're going to do an hour podcast. <laughs> I will leave those two <laughs> for, another <door>. day. <laughs> yeah. for another so, day. You've got to look at the fact that um, Havertz signed for Chelsea in the summer of 2020. Lampard as manager, then Tuchel as manager, then Potter as manager, then Bruno mm-hmm. Salto as manager, then Frank Lampard as manager, and now much Potter as a manager. So in three yeah. seasons, six managers. Yeah. I mean, how can how can you mould a young player when you've got constantly different managers with different and, ideas, wanting different things, playing him in different positions? And his personality, he's not he's not a you know he's not an Abamyang type personality. He's quite a quiet, quite a shy withdrawn character like you know he's not a guy who's going to make waves in the dressing room he's not going to go he's going to go out on the beers on saturday night he, he strikes me as a very solitary kind of lonesome type of chap and he looks really fucking boring doesn't he just say he does yeah he, <laughs> he's yeah, got he's that man city personality Pratt. of a sponge yeah kind of thing. But, but that's fine with me if he does it on the pitch like absolutely fine by me if he does it on the pitch but but yeah, to to me, um, as I say, everyone has the right to their opinion. I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong, but I'm I'm I think 
that if this signing had been announced, say if we'd have got Rice already and then this signing of Havertz had been announced, I think a lot more people would give it the would give it far more benefit. I think the problem is is that a lot of Arsenal fans are very angry at the moment. Um for Because they want you know, it and they want it now. Exactly. Very angry they won't about wait. a few tweets that nothing has even been concretely confirmed. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think it's outrage culture, and I, and I think that nothing will be good enough now unless Rice is across the door. But um, yeah, I, I I think Havertz is a really good, really good signing, and I, and I I'll, I'll nail my colours to the mask. And Danny, you can clip this if you like. June twenty second at ten thirty four. I think he'll make the impact Odegaard has in a different role, but I think he will be. I think the similarities of where Odegaard was when we brought him in, I think, are very close, and I think Mikel will. I'm still. I'm very intrigued to see where he'll play, but I don't think we're signing him as backup. I think we're signing him to go into the team somewhere, or at the very least, push players that are in that team right now. And I think he'll he'll come into it. Um, we should mention Timber as well. Um, I can start with you if you want, Danny, on this one. Other than a popular Kesha song, um, what do you make of this? Because this this is a signing that kind of intrigues me. It came out of nowhere from David Ornstein again. Um, he was he was very much on Man United's radar last summer. Ten Hag was very keen to get him. Um, Ajax kept their man with the sort of understanding he'd leave the following season. For those who don't know, he's he's predominantly a centre back, but can play at right back and has played in holding midfield as well. I think again, this could be a very sensible signing given the money that we're talking about in the region of fifty million. Um, and I think I don't know what you whether you agree with this, Danny, but I think the idea of this signing is that he can be the Zinchenko on the opposite side. He can be that inverted right back uh, who can fill in quite comfortably into, i.e., when we're attacking, he drifts from right back into centre back. Um, and what it also allows you is it gives you the opportunity to rest Ben White, so he doesn't have to play every single game, and it gives you the opportunity to move Ben White inside if there's any fitness concerns over Saliba, for example, um, or. You know, if Gabriel's out of form, you've then got the flexibility to either move Timber into centre back or move Timber into that right midfield to to invert. Any downsides to this based on what you've looked into, Danny, or are you pretty happy with this idea? Well, it's not not so much about the player; it's more about um, Arteta liking players that can play multiple positions. Remember when before we signed Ben White, Josh said he can play centre back, right back, and defensive midfield. We've only seen him play right back and centre back, and he's been brilliant at both. And we know Zinchenko uh, played as that inverted left back or left back, uh, but for the Ukraine, he will play defensive midfielder. Now we've not really seen him play defensive midfielder as a starting position with somebody else at left back. And so, and the same with Tommy Ashu. He can play right back, centre back, and, and defensive midfielder. And even with Tierney, Tierney can play left back or he can play left centre back, like he has done really well for Scotland in their recent run of decent wins. So, if he's going to have mm-hmm. a player that is going to play in all these kind of positions, well. and we already have, hey, Kivior as well, left back and centre back. Yeah, yeah, another one. It's, mm-hmm. it's there's a certain point where I don't want to have half a dozen players that can play in many different positions. I only want a couple of them, maybe one down the left side, then one down the right-hand side, and maybe one like Gilberto, who was a uh, a defensive midfielder in Brazil and brought into Arsenal, made him a centre-back, but when he came out of the ball, he was really good, and you go, well, that's because he's, he's had that positional training. But I don't want a, a back five of players that can all play in any any kind of position because slightly the, uh, the, the, the uh, jack-of-all-trades master of none. I don't want that with too many players. But mm. also as many players, you could probably see Saliba playing it as a defensive midfielder, but he doesn't do it. 
but I don't, I don't want too many players. Now we're going to have Tommy Ashu and we're going to have White and we're going to have this young man all basically going to be the same kind of on, on football manager. They're all going to have the same CM, DM, RB next to their names. Mm. So unless it means Tommy Ashu is going to be allowed to go because the poor bloke has had no luck with constant injuries all over the place. But then again, if we are going to go on a Champions League run and maybe a couple of cut runs and do and compete in the, the Premier League, we do need players in all these positions because yeah. we, we saw kind of the collapse at the end of last season. So it's mm. a bit of both, really. But how much I think they 50 million? So, yeah, the talk is 50 million or 45 plus add-ons. And, and I think I'm right in saying, again, I think he's another big lad. I think he's about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, I think but he's about 5'10". Is he really? I thought he was yeah. bigger than that. I could be. I could be completely wrong. The, you know what the problem is? Is when you watched him play next to Lissandra uh, Martinez. <laughs> he the, looks um, like he's six foot when seven. When it was a centre back yeah. pairing of that, <laughs> you assume they're just big at the back, and then he realised, yeah. oh, no, hang on, that guy's tiny and that guy's normal size. That guy's bigger, <laughs> hasn't he got? So he's got a brother, hasn't he? Um, a twin. Yes. Urian and I can't think of the other. Uh, the other Michael. I don't Michael. Michael. Dave. Dave. Dave Timber. Wood. Forest. Timber. Um, uh, he is 1.82 metres. 5 foot 11, Craig said yeah. in the chat. Okay, yeah, so shorter than I thought, so I'll hold my hands if I'm wrong on that one. Um, but you're roughly six foot, but he's 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 definitely very athletic. He's a player that can cover ground quickly, uh, moves quite well with the ball, plays out quite comfortably as well. So again, it's a very Arteta-type player. Um, and I think um, BX Guna just put in the chat as well, and I agree with this, I think Kivior is... I, th- I think they. I think the end of the season last year. I think they were grooming him for a, quite a big amount or quite a, a large presence in the team this this season. I think we're going to see quite a lot more of him. Teaching um, him how to speak English. That was the biggest problem we had. Yeah, definitely. He helped, turned up it? and he didn't speak a word of it. No, he didn't. And also, um, Tommy Rumiera didn't speak English. And then he went his first. It was uh, was it was it fun? I was Spurs yeah. shit. That's yeah. the first yeah. Yeah. in English yeah. that Vieira learned. The original not Vieira, not this. I think. I think. One. I think with Tommy Asu as well is I think the whole purpose of this timber signing is Arteta has made it very very clear that you know he doesn't like players that are constantly injured and it's a bit harsh almost on Tommy Asu because this injury was a freak game wasn't it when his leg went from under him on the pitch at, against Sporting it wasn't like he you know it wasn't a muscular injury it was it was a very unfortunate situation well, it was muscular but it was an unfortunate slip it wasn't you know his body letting him down um, but I feel like again Tommy Asu right back left back centre back. I've said even before he signed all those months ago, I've always said I think he's the best position he plays is centre back. That's where he plays for Japan. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like Timber will come in. He's still young as well, so he's got time to move into that role. I'd be very surprised if Rob Holding stays if Timber comes in. I just I can't see how he can keep all of those players happy unless Rob is literally happy to fulfil the mo on any role. I don't know, but. Uh, maybe maybe holding will be the new number nine, like in the crazy turn of events. I've got um, a feeling he'll we'll keep on to, we'll keep hold of Rob Holding unless that big move comes in from yeah, true. Aston yeah, Villa, it, isn't it? Because yeah. that's the rumour. Is it? Because it makes no sense to sell him for like five mil, does it? You might as well just keep. But then if yeah. we've promised him football, then I suppose I've always thought that Holding would would work well at somewhere like Forest or you know or an Everton. I don't. Know, I feel like he would be quite good at one of those clubs. Oh, but poor, poor boy. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind him staying. By the way, I'm I'm more than happy to have players around like that because you're going to need them. But I I do feel like the timber signing is a potentially good one. And just one other name before we take a couple of questions and then get out of here. Uh, so if you have got any questions, now is the time. 
No um, more. We've got seven. Don't type any more, you scumbags. Oh, okay. Well, they're going to be quickfire answers anyway. Uh, the only other name I want to throw at you, Josh, is is Balogun. Um, again, sorry to to rant, but I'm a little bit cheesed off with how brain dead some Arsenal fans are. They keep on banging this drum of I would just sell Enketia and keep Balogun. This, this is this is such a dumb. I'm sorry, guys. This is such a dumb idea. Balogun wants to play. It's nothing to do with getting rid of one to keep the other. He wants to play, and he's not going to play for Arsenal. Like he's not going to get in ahead of Gabriel Jesus. So the fact is that you can ship Eddie out all you like doesn't mean that Balogun then gets in the team because Eddie wasn't in the team either. Um, what would you do with a problem like Balogun if if you were this situation, Josh? I mean, would you be looking at because his market value is roughly twenty five to thirty million? And I know people still get upset about that, but I told you, I told you months ago, that's all he was going to go for. Would you just look to cash in? Because we haven't sold well in the past. Um, and more importantly, um, if you do cash in on him, would you bring someone else in? Because it leaves us a bit light again, doesn't it? I'd keep him. I'd okay. keep him. I don't care if he gets grumpy little shit on. It's fine. I was going to say, him. even if he doesn't want to stay? I'll keep him. Well, we have the other difficult thing that paints us into a little bit of a corner that... Um, our second choice and third choice strikers have the same agent. Mm-hmm. So you can't exactly tell one of them one thing and the other no. one the other one and say you're both second choice because that's just going to go right back to their agent and go, right, Arsenal bullshitting you and both of you are going to leave. Um, let me throw so a spanner I, in the works just before okay. you answer that. Let me throw another spanner into that. Would you keep him specifically for pre-season and, in, and very specifically yes. the American tour? I think I would keep him, and that's not for the cynicism of we'll keep him for the American tour. The reason why I wanted to integrate him into pre-season is once you get playing football with your mates again, mm. you're not going to want away as much. And if no, you're integrating, you're getting part of the team. You're seeing that culture that has been built last season. Because remember, mm. he was out with William Stillium. Uh, being his manager, who uh, had that's picked a up made all his up name, William Stillium. That's his full name. He's Will, uh, yeah. Will, Will Still to Will uh, Still. to you, you and I. But William Stilliam is his full name. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. He's going to come back into this. And this isn't like, oh, we're trying to reintegrate Gwendouzi. This isn't mm. a whopping great twat that we're trying to bring back in. Such a sen- sensible young man who uh, might want to achieve something with his career other than just being wound up by tiny little Frenchmen. Um but yeah, sorry, Chris. I had to get a couple of digs in. Yeah, there, I, I, I knew it was going. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the thing that I think is bring him in, get him into preseason. If he absolutely loves it, then he's going to mm. want to stay, isn't he? He's going to try it out. We might go, oh, he's got two years left on his deal. Oh, sell him now. Maybe look at it again in January. See mm. what it's like. That side of the league is when we're going to get the most games in there. Anybody seen our December run? I think I'd probably want three strikers at that point to really rotate, really rotate. I want the ones in form constantly in there. Again, five subs rule. There's those options. The other thing with 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 Balogun as well is that you know um, the 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 US have made this big song and dance about it. He he's going to be the number one striker even if he doesn't ever play at club level again. Like he's always going to play for the US, so there's no issue there. But I just feel like I, I wonder. I wonder if they're considering the idea of Jesus as a wide forward 
to incorporate Balogun in some games. Like, but the, the problem you've got is that Saka is undroppable um, by by Mikel, whether he's fit mm-hmm. or not, whether he's in form or not, he's undroppable. Martinelli has come on leaps and bounds. You wouldn't want to take him out of the team. That realistically frees up the one spot. Maybe there's an argument to say, well, you know, um, if Martinelli got an injury, if Jesus got another injury, maybe there is the argument there. But you're having to sell that to Balogun, who's been, you know, banging form in in France for for Rams and uh, and had a wonderful season, and he's got used to playing. And and also, as you said, with the the agent situation, if you make these promises to Balogun. What do you do with Eddie? Because if the the minute clubs know that Eddie's out of form, his value goes through the floor. Um, Was he ever in form? Well, I mean, I look back at the season and I actually, I actually think even I have to swallow my pride here a bit and say he did do a really good job for about four to six weeks, didn't he? His form fell off when Jesus got back, but he did do a good job for us. He just doesn't think Eddie is. He is not progressing at the rate I would have hoped him to progress at. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's the problem. He is very, it'd be one of those. By the time he's twenty-eight, he'll be a great striker. Problem is, mm. can we wait for him to get to twenty-eight? <laughs> um, yeah. and that's why you kind of walk into that Chelsea model where they let most of their players, or at least under the Abramovich era, go at twenty-three. We got yeah. to twenty-three. You've either broken into the first team, or you've not. See you later. That's yeah. why they end up looking stupid with uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah being two of the best players in the league. Mm. Um, and so, you run the risk. Yeah, that's, don't you? That is, it's always going to be a risk. I think it's what we've said, that the more successful and the higher up the league Arsenal are going to be, the better quality of players we're going to start releasing mm. or letting go of. And they'll go on to have semi-decent Premier League careers. And that's but just something we've got to deal with. But it's knowing when to sell, isn't it? Because it's Ainsley Maitland-Niles yeah. syndrome, isn't it? You know, we had that bid from Wolves, we turned it down, mm-hmm. he's now just walked on a free. Balogun's value will never be higher. And whether you whether you want to call it a farmer's league, uh, you know, lazy idiots, but it, whatever you want to call Liga, whatever you want to call any other league, the facts are Balogun went on loan in England and didn't do it. You know, he stank the place up at Middlesbrough. It didn't work for him as a loan. Now, there's a lot of different factors in that, but he didn't do it. There is no guarantee that he comes in at Premier League level and can do it. Just playing, mm. no offence to our US viewers, but US, you know, playing for the US is not the same level as playing for the Premier League. Um, being the superstar of, of the US team is not, you know, look at Western McKennie. Yeah, I think we can all say pretty, <clears throat> pretty strongly that international football isn't necessarily at the same level as the Premier League. Absolutely, different game. In well. most, different game, there's yeah. different demands, the pace is different. Mm. Um, but I think that's just the kind of thing that um, you know we saw what happened when we lost Jesus mm. and we had Eddie come in and then Eddie ran out of form mm. and it was the case of do we bring Trossard in and play Trossard there well he's the other one yeah who he we, all, we all right. forget he's still there don't we bless but him I think that's the thing just to say I would rather have these options and that strength and depth have that tight little tight squad Mm. of 21 or so players who are mm. all Premier League ready there or thereabouts. Yeah. And, and we're in no that's rush. Balogun, and that's where Balogun comes into it. That yeah. If a club comes in, the longer we have Balogun here, the more I think clubs would look at, do they want to try and get Eddie and Ketia out? Um, See, I think, I think again, 
we don't need to push i don't think we need to push any of them uh, it, we don't need to sell either let's put it that yeah. way i've not seen balogun publicly come out and say i want to leave arsenal no. you may have read it as such of saying i saying want to play, to play. Fo- i want to play football but yeah. every what every 21 is 21 isn't he yeah 2021 every, every player that age says i want to play football mm. and then what happens is we will yeah, he'll speak to Arteta. He'll see what's happening in pre-season. He say, "You know what? If I get a chance in this first team squad, we play some really interesting football here. Really fun football." Mm. But again, we have no idea. No and one again, has any idea. And anything you read online is just going to be hearsay as much as us. Um, like, but at least we don't pretend it's not. He is twenty-one. Um, mm. the, the the biggest problem is he had such a good spell at, at Rams that that. You can't ignore how good he was. Um, and albeit he did score a fair amount of penalties um, and he led the line for Rams. He was there. You know, he was their goals. Like aside from Marshall Minetzi, who got a couple, he was he was Rams' goals. So the team was built for for him. Um, that isn't going to be the case at Arsenal. It's a completely different situation. I think that's probably where, you know, Mikel will have to sit down with him. But ultimately, as you've seen with Charlie Patino, you know, if a player if a player makes noises that he wants to move, I think that's where Mikel has probably learned from us. And if a player is not happy, he won't stand in his way. Same with Xhaka. You know, it's very clear that they had an agreement that I he think could leave. That's also the thing that we've proven this season is that by not having an out-and-out striker, we can mm. score more goals. Yeah, and that's just the thing that, yeah, Balogun, the side won't be built around you, but you might mm. end up scoring more goals than that. It's yeah. the same issue we had. Remember when Alexis Sanchez had that season where he scored a shit ton of goals but wouldn't pass it to any of his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to go back and get it off the defenders. Exactly. And run he would go. He would go into the, get into the box. Ozil would be standing on the penalty spot, or Giroud would be there, ready to tap it in. And instead, Alexis would try, and and t- try, try and put it into the top corner or beat the keeper at the near post, and mm. could have ended up with a hat full of assists. I think. Going back to it, he, I think he could have had a messy level season in terms of return if he mm. was just selfish. Mm. I think that's it's what we'll get from Balogun as well. That he could get an absolute you pass, you lay one pass off to Saka or Martinelli to score, yeah, they'll be give you two or three back. Steph's bang on in the chat, by the way, as mm. well. Um, with that comment, his former at Rams is the only reason he's getting a chance at all, absolutely spot on. And I know it's 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 I know it's it woody coody shoody, but if he'd have gone to France and scored you know three or four goals, it wouldn't even be a debate. He would just go into the reserves but or he goes. Isn't back that a point of? And... Uh, isn't that the point of the loan though? Yeah, just to come back so, and yeah, yeah. do well. Yeah. and it's why I'd say another loan is a possible option. Well, he said he's come out hasn't he and said he knows it won't be on loan. And I yeah. think the reason he made that comment is yeah. I think that's what the club have told him. I don't think you make that comment as a professional without knowing the club have given you the yeah. okay to say you won't be on loan. But what he's also cleverly done is by saying, all I do know is I will not be going on loan, is he's opened the door to an exit and he's also opened the door to stay with Arsenal. He's mm. he's very cleverly played that one quite quite nicely. And his agent has clearly said, you know what, just yeah. keep it open because you don't yeah. know what offers might come in. And Let's also, if you do, yeah. sound like you're in a good position with two years left on your deal... You yeah. could sign yourself up to a bumper contract. Look what I got in Ketia, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The, the ironic thing with Balogun as well is there's a club in France that he would suit perfectly, um, but they probably can't afford him, and that's Lance, because they're probably going to sell Louis Sapenda this summer, and, and Balogun would fit their system to an absolute T, but I don't think they can afford 
a 25 mil that we would probably ask for him. So such is life. Um, staying in France. Second, is he staying in France? Why is he staying in France? Is he? Is he? Who, who, sorry? Aaron Ramsey. Is he going to stay oh, playing in France? Uh, I hate to say this. I think we're in end game of Ramsey. He was not great for Wales the other night. I, 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 um, depends who comes in at, at Nice. If they get if, if Potter ends up there and they go with the, an English manager, then um, I wouldn't be surprised if he stuck around. But I think he's got another year on his contract. But um, he wasn't bad at Nice. But he, yeah, I, I think, sadly, the time is sort of Father Time is catching him up, I feel, unfortunately. Uh, one yeah. goal. Yeah. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't great, if I'm honest. Time to join his mate on the golf course. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, right, we'll just rattle through a couple of these quick-fire questions. I'm going to ask them in a, in a shock move just to get them out of the way in the nicest well, possible way. Well, if you way. don't answer them, we'll get through them all in three minutes. Exactly. There's nothing behind my madness. Seeing as you piped up, Danny, Phil asked the first question for Macca. Um, so it looks like the likely purchase of Havertz has paid oh, for Chelsea's very cheap purchase of a league and club Strasbourg. Oh, he's asking me. <laughs> that worked out well, didn't it? Well, I can answer it really quickly. Um, can you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Strasbourg are very, are very, were very purchasable. They're very appealing for for financial. If I'm honest, Phil, I think I think somebody would have bought Strasbourg regardless. I don't think it's just Chelsea. They were open to investment. They were open to to um, opportunity there, and I think Bowley will probably use that as a very convenient place to dump couple of those players that Chelsea would like to keep that are not ready, i.e. like Brozier and uh, who's the Norwegian forward they got? Is it Fofana? Would not be yes. surprised if he ended up at Strasbourg. It saves, saves flying them all out to the Middle East as well, doesn't it? Saves on the, uh, the air miles. Saves, <laughs> saves on the oil fuel. Um, Danny, let me ask you this one then. Pete Colson, um, is Declan Rice so important to our squad plans that we should pay over the odds what we planned? That's a really good question, actually, because... That's ruined you, on me then. Because ninety million quid that we've offered plus add-ons, it's not like it's not seven quid. It's a club record transfer fee. We're not offering peanuts. So we are. We are offering thirty million port more than our previous star player. Yeah, let's uh... not mention Nico Pepe, (laughs) shall we? (laughs) Well, to be fair, we paid Raúl allegedly quite a lot of that transfer fee, didn't we? Yeah. It is. If it's if I'd ask Arteta and say, what is your number one target? What is your Best big Christmas present. Is it the Scalectrics or is it the Thunderbirds, uh, St- Tracy Island? Which one is it? You, we can only definitely have one or the other. And then I'd go by what his answer is, either Havertz or Rice. And then I say, there you go. You, you, we pick one and then that's the one we'll get. And then the other one we'll try and get. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. Uh, and if the money's there to do both, then fine, you do both. But uh... I say one for your birthday. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll answer this one because it's a really quick one. Uh, Crimson Pirate, is Nuno Tavares left foot better than Tierney's? No. Uh, nothing about Nuno Tavares is better than Kieran Tierney. End of story. Uh, other than maybe his dress sense, that's about it. No, he will be gone in the summer and uh, I'm not going to miss him, if I'm honest. Um, Josh Sai is asking, if is £60 million a bit much for Havertz? He was such a shit last season. Don't hold back, Sai. Just tell us yeah. how you feel, yeah. mate. We've kind um, of addressed a lot of that. Sai but... out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Um, no, I, I think the sixty million reported is not the sixty million we're paying as well. Agreed. And look how much Chelsea paid for him. It's a hundred million euro player, player, and we're getting him for 
40 million to be honest i was gonna say i've read 40 up front with 15 yes. add-ons. that's what i've read yeah. so, and yeah. one of the add-ons will be us winning the champions league one of us will be win the premier league and let's be realistic man city can steamroller again next season yeah. 40 million it is then yeah. 40, million, 40 million fuck off bastard. not a penny more <laughs> chelsea chelsea just want money they just need cash up front they yeah. don't really care about add-ons they just want everything we we could screw them and also, it's quite nice that Kai wants to join us because he's been very clear from day one, I want to join Arsenal. I like that in a player. And so. having a bit of height up front with all those wonderful mm. crosses from mm-hmm. uh, Saka and Martinelli. They might actually reach someone for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last person to get a header on target was Giroud in 2010. <laughs> and, before, and before that was Shamak's hairline. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am. Uh, and shout out to a friend of the pod, Adrian Clark, who did uh, retweet my tweet Your the other day. We were talking about numbers because... Kai Havertz could take the famous worn by Mr. Clark 29 shirt, which is free. So, uh, yeah. Did you tap him up to get him on the show? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to him for a while. We, we used to speak a lot. I, was, I did some podcasting with him back in, back before he was famous, to be fair. He's, I remember he's him a, and Matt, Matt Upson, wasn't it? You were, you, you were lining up. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, we, we did speak a while, but Adrian is, is big fry now, so he probably doesn't know who I am anymore, bless him. But I remember I remember him in the red, white and blue pod days. I haven't forgotten, Adrian. Um, top man, by the way. Anyway, uh, Danny Pete says you can only save what you can only keep one, KT or flow. Because there is some talk about Tierney now potentially sticking around if Newcastle don't stump up the money. But I, I love flow. I mean, I love KT, but... Mm. For the future of the club, and, and the fact that Flo is American, he's gonna—he's got one goal in two games. He's—they—they've uh, won a cup under uh, under with him playing, and the sheer fact that we are got an American owner and we're constantly playing preseason games in America—that is a massive in into the American market where people are going to go. Oh, oh, I only watch international football. That Flo Balogun, who does he play for? Arsenal. Well, I don't have a team. I'm going to go and support Arsenal because that's. Um, that's uh, quite. I know quite a few people who support Arsenal because of Thierry Henry in the World Cup. Yeah, true. And so similar thing. So it's it's a win win. And uh, I love Katie. I keep both. But yeah, the, the future is bright if we get if we keep Balogun. I've got a splinter. Katie wants to play as well, doesn't he? That's the thing. You know, he he clearly wants to play. So what you're basically saying, Danny, is America. Fuck yeah. Good. Um, Josh, Matthew D'Souza. It's a great name, Matthew, by the way. Um, with Bellingham go- going to Madrid or gone to Madrid as he has, um, can we take any Madrid midfielders, either loan or by? Sure. He cites sure many. I think we all probably agree that Camavinga would be the one um, that we would probably look at. But sure many is a very good, uh, very good central midfielder and, and has a lot of upside. But with Tony Cruz and Luka Modric with a combined age of 173 now, uh, I don't think there's any way around Madrid are shifting any more cultivated midfielders. The, um, yeah, we yes, we could take Real Madrid midfielders. Are they the Real Madrid midfielders we'd want to take? No, <laughs> Danny, Danny Ceballos. Uh, he's just signed a new deal there. Signed a new uh, yeah, deal, we yeah, could, yeah. We could sign a new deal and then we could buy him. Um, the cockroach of Madrid. He, he just keeps coming back. Th- that's, I think, the best option and then probably someone else that I'd name probably doesn't even play for me no because they've got Valverde still haven't they yeah Valverde Chichimeni Camavinga Bellingham that's just depth they're, yeah they're Real Madrid they they can cope with that yeah um, yeah I don't think they've also got place. like Lucas Vasquez who can play midfield as well at a push so yeah they've probably got a child on loan somewhere that they'll bring back yeah. and they're bringing in Jocelyn aren't they from uh, 
For yeah, what a player. Stoke legend. Stoke legend. Former Newcastle and Stoke legend, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, we all know that's just, just to fill the gap until Mbappe goes next summer, of course. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I tend to agree. Uh, yeah, the, the Real Madrid's uh, Braithwaite. Yeah, the yeah, oh God, yeah. of... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I, I do. I do think um, Camavinga would be the one if you if you could get him out of Madrid. I think he, you know, with the age, the profile, he's been very good for France recently. Um, yeah, he would probably be the one. Oh, the scenes when we signed Rabio. Anyway, final question, Danny um, Avon says, "Excuse me, anyone nervous that a key player might be leaving other than Partey?" That's actually a really good question because I. I have a feeling there might be a surprise exit. I don't know who, but yeah, I, I share that. Do you share that thought? Part, oh, part-time party? No, <laughs> get, get rid. Not just him. Did you feel like there could be another, other than party, uh, another big, another first team player? Like I'm just I'm scanning through them all. Smith Rowe is no. the one I, I'm, I'm just still not convinced. No, he's no matter what they've all said, I don't know. Just, well, we'll wait and see. If Kai Havertz gets to number ten, then I reckon <laughs> Smith Rowe may well be on his way out. But Have you got another, no, oh, of course, Smith Rowe. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's been that long. It's been that long. Bless him. Yeah. Would you? What about you, Josh? That's the same question to you. Just Sorry, but would you? Would you be concerned about any other big names leaving aside from that party? Is there a surprise exit you could see coming? Um. Is there a player that I think could leave if a stupid deal came in for Big them? Mo? Uh, Big Mo will be there till when no, Arsenal shuts down as a business. He'll yeah, as you said, he is the equivalent of Danny's to buy us, but yeah. Just, uh, no, I. If there was something coming out of nowhere, Gabriel. And I, really? at that point, I'm saying the centre back. Yeah. Really? I, I couldn't I, see that. I would say good. if someone was out there looking for one. Hmm. On the big sides, I think you could be tempted to extract him from there, and I would sell. I know you've a player you can build a team around, isn't he? If someone wants to pay big for him, well, not not just that. Gabby and Saliba's partnership is—you saw how important that was when Saliba went went down. It's not just individuals. Yeah, you yeah. then realise how terrible Gabriel is in terms of his decision making. Ter- terrible's a stretch, but I, I do agree. Again, Saliba makes him a better player. The he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's a brain yeah. fart away from disaster. He definitely needs the calming influence beside him to to level him out. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think Smith Rowe. If you if you assume that Balogun is likely to go, and you assume that you know for the likes of Kiarantini is likely to go, I think the only other name that that jumps off the page um, that again could attract a ridiculous bid would be would be Smith Rowe. And I, and again, I have to put this on record. I don't want him to go. I want him to succeed. I really do. Um, I just wonder if, like, a massive bid from a, a Villa or well, I West Ham. The surprise ones are the players that we think are good enough, but mm. there is an extra marginal gain. It's the Rice is a marginal gain on Partey, and Havertz is a marginal gain on Xhaka, I think. If there's another one you could bring in who's a marginal gain, mm-hmm. it's dropping those out. I think Rice is a bigger gain than marginal on parte if I'm honest and that's not to because I think we've all got short memories I guess because we're catching them at the you know we're catching one on the ascent whilst the yeah, other one, one on down. yeah 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 I agree I I, th- I, I, I feel like parte I feel like again I think we have got short-term memories he didn't end the season well um, but again you have to look at what he potentially was dealing with off the pitch at some points but for the first half of the season he was absolutely flawless I mean he was he was a Rolls Royce as John said in our chat the other day the trouble with with him is is 
the, the injury situation has not been good. There is the potential elephant walking around the room off the pitch. And there's the fact that he's 29. And this this is, if we're going to get any money back for him, this is the only time we're going to get any money back, isn't it? Um, I hadn't seen the Juventus links. I presume that is a thing because a few people mm-hmm. have mentioned it in the chat tonight. But um, that would make sense oh. because Juve are shipping should, back about. There's something we should uh, we should end the podcast on. Um, uh, and later. Is it another Salt Lake exclusive? No, this is from uh, Kava uh, Sky. So oh, 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 Carvey. Oh, Carvey. yeah, the legend um, that is. Yeah, yeah. So, progress made in talks to sell Declan Rice today. West Ham closer to getting the price they want. Told Endgame is approaching. So, get your bets in now because the market's going to close quickly. That's it. We're not telling you where he's gone, but he's going. Breaking you. Quick. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Well, if Carvey speaks. The world listens, Josh. That's how it uh, works. My favourite response at the moment is from George Weir's cousin that says, you've managed to be three hours late with this and still not got half the information the other transfer bastards have. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the gutter, you absolute moron. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm with Stan, by the way. I can't stand Solikar. Yeah. He, he's so fucking smarmy. And apparently, and again, not mentioning any names because you know, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Apparently, he's an absolute dickhead off camera. So, yeah, there you go. Um, anyway, shout out to Jeff Selling if you're watching now. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, that I think that is a good place, as any, to, to end. Um, we gave you 24 minutes and we were supposed to. So, uh, you know, you've got, you got more bang for your buck. But, um, yeah, we, we said, didn't we, guys? We said we would we would jump in. I feel, I feel like this is quite a fitting podcast, 500, because we have just, you know, randomly gone off the deep end and just waffle about things and and called lots of people c-words and i i feel like that's how anyone would have wanted it if it was the 500 podcast so yeah thanks to everybody in the chat we appreciate you all um as we said at the start of the show if you're looking for highbrow tactical analysis you know with experts and you're in the wrong you're in the wrong place you know us better than that we just shoot from the hip we tell it from the heart we don't censor ourselves we just put it out there some of you will agree with what we said. Some of you will think we're fucking idiots. We are fucking idiots, let's be honest. But we all love you regardless. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in to watch, whether it's live or in delay. If it is live, why have you not hit the thumbs up button? Get on with it. Thank you very much. And if you're not live, please do that. Uh, give us a, a follow and a like and flick the bell. Because Danny likes having his bell flicked, especially by the ladies. I haven't seen my bell in years. <laughs> Christ. So we will be back. Um, don't know where, don't know when, but we will be back at some point. Uh, we'll probably be back tomorrow when Declan Rice signs for uh, Carlisle in a three hundred million pound a week deal or something stupid. But or yeah. Wrexham. Or Wrexham. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Sponsored by TikTok. But yeah, we'll, we will be back if there are developments. Uh, I think if he just goes to Man City, I don't think we'll bother doing a podcast because, quite frankly, nobody needs to listen to that, that miserable pod that will be. But uh, if he does end up at Arsenal, um, or indeed if we do make some signings, uh, potentially Havertz might get announced tomorrow, potentially, I gather. So if and when that happens, one of us or two of us will pop on. If not, we'll probably be back next week to talk more waffle. But until then, uh, Josh, thank you for joining us late night. It's almost like after dark, ABW tonight, but thank you very much for your time. It is. Um, Thank you. It's been wonderful. Indeed. And uh, Danny, you sort of have to be here because we still don't really know what we're doing without you here. So thanks for popping on. 
I do. It's... I know what I'm doing. Sorry, Danny. He does. Yeah. I'm just, but he doesn't want to do all the hard stuff after the show. The, the hour after I spend doing this, chat about in one window, this in the other. It's the only thing that gets me through the day. It's been a pleasure. There's an image. There's an image. Anyway, uh, we have been a Saudi Wonderland put. No, no, that's that's when. Sorry, we haven't signed the contract over yet. Shit. Okay, we have been an Arsenal podcast of a cup on the land thank you very much for june for tuning in for joining us much appreciated danny shut this shit off